0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Unschooling Lifestyle. Today, I have my dear, dear, dear friend Annie Yeoman, and Annie and I met during the pandemic when during the pandemic, we went to, um, you know, like, I went into like all homeschool related. So I attended every group that I could. And Annie was one of the people that I met along with our friend, Christina, who for a while, when Christina lived here in Michigan, we were kind of like a trio and I love them dearly. And Annie uh, recently moved up, moved up north and she started a homestead and she has the most amazing stories about chickens. <laughs> about dogs and about pigs and the most beautiful beautiful family and I love them all dearly so we're going to talk to Annie about all of that so welcome Annie and thank thank you you for being here can you tell us a little bit more about yourself so people can get to know you better
1: Yes. So I actually am living now where I grew up. This is my family home. Um, okay. I lived here until I was 18. Then I couldn't wait to leave the country. I couldn't That's wait nice. to leave up North and get to the city. I was a city girl. I wanted to be a city girl. I never mm-hmm. wanted to live, you know, back in the country. Uh, my husband and I met, we started dating. We moved to Las Vegas. We moved back to the Detroit area. Oh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, along the way we got married, we had four children.
0: Mm, so I, I have love four them. boys. Uh-huh.
1: Yes, and they're great. Um, yes. And then we moved, we settled down back into into the Detroit area in Clinton Township, mm-hmm. and um we were perfectly content to stay there. Everything was fine. But um once we settled into our house, I started gardening. I got mm-hmm. the idea to start a garden, and my garden took off and it got huge that year. And it was so exciting. And I just kept planting and harvesting and it was, it kind that. of, yeah, it was beautiful. And it kind of lit up, lit a fire in me. Yeah. And um, from there, I started learning more about being more self-sufficient, growing your own mm-hmm. food, yes. um, you know, raising animals, just doing things on a a healthier level on your own mm-hmm. rather than just being dependent on a grocery store going there yes. buying your food yes um, my older sister had chickens and ducks and turkeys and all of the stuff going on and uh, my little sister lived up here mm-hmm. and she also had had some animals and was gardening and things like that over the years um, so I, I was interested in it but I living in Clinton mm-hmm. Township you really kind of limited on what you can do so I had the garden then I started to explore animals. The only thing you could really have there, chickens.
0: Chickens. And you could yes. only
1: have four chickens.
0: You could have four chickens. Oh so my! That just um, seems so limited, you know.
1: It, yeah, it's it's a great start. I mean, it's great to start to get started. Mm-hmm. Four chickens will give you three to four eggs a day, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, and I loved them. My sister actually hatched them. And raised them up and brought them to me. And my husband bought me a coop for, I think my birthday and just a small coop. And
0: (laughs) that was my my birthday gift. I love that. I love that.
1: (laughs) And Yeah. We put them in the backyard and the kids and I just Mm -hmm. went crazy. We were watching them all summer long. They started
0: laying eggs. It was just so exciting all the time.
1: Yes. Um, So that was about what we could do.
0: Yeah, and I love what you said about um starting to explore about how being self being self-sufficient and not being dependent on the grocery store though because during the pandemic yeah. I think we all faced that that you know there were times there were like food shortages and And all of a sudden, if you didn't have that, you couldn't get it. And then you guys, you know, during that transition or in that time during the pandemic, that's when you started homeschooling too, right? Was it, or was it before? Did you ever think about that before?
1: No. So I never really thought about homeschooling until the pandemic. Um, I thought it was a great concept. I Mm -hmm. just didn't think I could do it. Um, Previously I worked full time. So it was off the table. When I became a stay at home mom, the kids had just started getting into school and they were Mm -hmm. settling in and, you know, it was pick up and drop off and run them around and do all these different things. And that's just kind of how it was once the pandemic happened and they were going to virtual learning Mm -hmm. Um, when the schools closed and I had to have I was supposed to have a kindergartner and a second grader on a laptop for eight wow. hours a day oh my god I, I said no I can't this isn't gonna work there's there's mm-hmm. no way and so mm-hmm. we kind of barely finished out that year and in the fall when our district said they were going to be virtual again i said forget it we're just going to homeschool and i'm so glad i did because it was we continued that year and then the next year and it was like the best The best times we we loved it, um, and we met you and we met Christina and so many other great and so many other
0: people. Yes, and you guys were doing a lot of garden because I remember when we visited your house, like there were the kids were always like in the backyard and getting their hands dirty, and you know it was just such an amazing you know like feeling to see that like the connection and stuff like that though. So what was that like for the for the kids? They just they just took right in right to be home And and everything
1: younger kids that's the beauty of of their mm-hmm. minds are so open to anything you yeah. you can present them with something that's so exciting like planting seeds and putting yeah. a little water on some dirt with a seed in it and mm-hmm. it starts growing in days and they just to watch that and then put it in the ground and watch it get enormous and start producing vegetables it's it's magic you know okay. it's magic so for them
0: and they yeah. eat um and they eat a lot of, a lot differently right when you when you produce your own food
1: yes Yes. The, my, my favorite is my second son, Grant. He would help me cut kale. So mm-hmm. we had, had these massive kale plants and he would go out to the garden with a pair of scissors and a bowl and I'd watch him and he would cut the kale and then he'd just start eating it right out of the oh, garden. I
0: love that. And you can't get kids to eat no. kale. You no, know, if I bought he, kale, mm-hmm.
1: they would, there's no way. There's but no way. Yeah. <laughs> picking it, he would, he would just eat kale all
0: all day long. I love that. It. I love that. So what, um, so as you know, you're doing all of this, but you're very limited. So is that what got you started to thinking about moving back up North, the limitations well, of the city?
1: It was actually a movie. I watched a movie Do one tell, day. <laughs> and it's a documentary and it's called the biggest little farm.
0: And oh, I'm not yes. sure.
1: Yeah, I I'm not it. sure where you can find it right now, but something that just, yes. I was already thinking, you know, I, I love the chickens. Mm-hmm. I love the garden. We watched this movie and it, it was so inspiring. It was yes. just amazing. And they end up with a massive, massive farm yes. and orchard and all of that. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's even what I want in the future or if I'll ever get there, but it was really cool to see a couple start in a city, in an apartment mm-hmm with really no way of, of living this lifestyle, but then they did, they did live Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. So we started looking at property a little farther out um, from where we were, where we could, we could have animals. We could have um, a larger garden. We could plant more. Um, we'd have a couple of acres. Mm-hmm. The problem was in that area. Um, you know, we were looking in Armada, Romeo, okay. um, farther out. Uh, you know, New Haven places like that. The problem is the price. We could not oh. afford to buy the you know five or six acres in that area. Mm-hmm. It, it, and the price is astronomical. And so it was kind of a done deal. We were like, well, until we can afford that, we're going to have to just stay here. here. Um, yes. And then everything kind of changed after my dad passed away. So my dad passed away and, um, you know, we were coming up North a lot to be with my mom and my mom was coming down a lot to be with us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, where I grew up, up here, there's, my mom has a, a large house and there's a lot of acreage here. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's, uh, 55 acres connecting wow. that my is on. And, um, you know, we started talking about my husband brought up, you know, eventually we're probably going to end up up here anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Why don't we talk to your mom and see if she would be interested in having us come up, we can sell the house, we can put the money that we're, we're spending in our house here into her house Mm -hmm. and help her out be there, you know, if she Mm -hmm. needs us. And then we'll have the property and the area to kind of live Mm -hmm. this dream that we're talking about. And so it was a lot of back and forth and we, it was not an easy decision on anyone's part because that's, there's a lot of things that go into that, Mm -hmm. but um, ultimately that's what, that's what we did. And so we listed the house and we packed up and moved the kids up here and then Going into the homeschooling um, downstate, it, it was it was great homeschooling up here. It was it's a totally different,
0: different yes. yeah, mm-hmm. story
1: because it's it's really rural where we are, mm-hmm. and um, I was used to having a really great homeschooling community around me mm-hmm. and lots of activities close by where the kids could go to everything, museums mm-hmm. and meetups and all of that. Up here, it's not not really that easy. Everything yeah. is about, is an hour away. We, my yes. husband and I, joke everything's an hour away so um <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: but and- I I but I love that so the kid you know so the kids went back to school and I really mm-hmm. like to you know to make a uh like a great not a great point but I, in my mind i think it's a great point is that you know unschooling homeschooling it sometimes works for your family but sometimes you don't have to be in this particular setup to make those connections with your children which is ultimately i right. think it goes beyond just the education aspect and whatever works for your family you know you may be homeschooling for a year or two like annie did and then maybe they go back to school and that's okay you know yes. it's just as long as you're all connected and being authentic to yourself I think that's what really really makes it work so absolutely absolutely. Yeah. and we
1: spend a, like I spend you know they're at school during the day but mm-hmm. when they're home we spend every minute together doing together. stuff you know, yes. sometimes they're hanging out but we're always here I'm still always here mm-hmm. they're always around um, everything that happens around here with with the animals, with the farm, Mm -hmm. they're a part of it. Um, they're so excited about all of it, you know, and they help, they know what to do. They're learning how to take care of the animals, how to Mm -hmm. feed them, how, you know, what to do, what not to do. So they're, they're a huge part of it all. And they, but they still have, um, you know, there's, they're having a public school education, but it's also a different it's a different experience here. Mm-hmm. It's a yes. much smaller community. It's really um, close knit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not just a random face in the hallway. Everybody mm-hmm. knows them. The kids all know each other. The teachers yeah. know all the kids. Um, it's 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 a totally different feel
0: as well. They, so what you went through in Clinton Township, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. Right.
0: That is. And, and
1: there's nothing wrong with with the mm-hmm. school district there, other than it. I didn't like that it felt so disconnected that, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of just felt like we were just one of the numbers mm-hmm. In as far as, you know, there was nobody that really wanted to take the time to know my children mm-hmm. well. And I feel that's so, so different here everybody mm-hmm. wants to know, wants to know your yes. children here they they want to be invested in their future they want to watch them grow up and that's a big difference
0: yeah and they're so amazing though because i have had great conversations with you know with truman your oldest and I, i'm telling you he knew he knew so much about chickens you know and <laughs> butterflies and we had this amazing conversations and you know yes. the boys play together and, um and I just love what they had. They were always just so, so, just so free. Right. And um, it's been amazing um, knowing you and we visited once, let me tell you. And I was telling Annie that I am saving my egg cartons because I'm going out there to get eggs <laughs> because her chickens are simply amazing. Can you talk about your chickens, Annie? I mean, because I never knew I never knew there was such, um, they had such personalities and what, um, what, I mean, did you, did you, did you, did you guys had chickens growing up when you were, you know, when you lived there first?
1: So when I was a kid, we did, we had one flock of chickens. So it was interesting because in my mind for a long time, I thought, you know, we had chickens my whole childhood, but we really Uh didn't. We okay. had one flock of chickens, okay. and we used some of them for meat. Okay, so some of them were butchered, mm-hmm. and then the rest we just kept for eggs. And we had one rooster, okay. and um, a lot of hens and one rooster. And this rooster, his name was Fred, and <laughs> he was really mean. He was terrible. <laughs> we I'm were afraid my- of him.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!
1: But then over time, um, you know, just just a fact of having small animals on a farm. They're they're they sometimes get eaten. They by you know predators. Yeah. They get mm-hmm. out. Things yeah. happen. They get injured. They die. So um eventually our flock of chickens dwindled down and I and Fred was taken. We okay. don't know who got him, but somebody got him. Somebody and, got him. Um, oh poor Fred. And then not really. i d I wasn't sad. And then <laughs> um <laughs> and then my parents never got any more chickens. That was okay. it. that was just the end. But um, I didn't realize as a kid, how funny they were. They, okay. you know, we would just get eggs and fight Fred off and try to mm-hmm. keep him away from us while we got the eggs. And that was it. Well, now having these chickens, I could stay out there for hours and just watch them. They're hilarious. Oh <laughs>
0: they have
1: funny interactions with each other. They have a definite, um, hierarchy. They, mm-hmm. they figure out who's, who's in charge and who's not um even even especially the roosters you know okay there's three roosters around here right now
0: okay Uh, two of them
1: are my sisters and and we separated our rooster because he was getting picked on so bad so they have they have this whole society of their own and that is hilarious are friendly oh yeah they're so funny some of them are friendly some of them are skittish some of them are bullies some of them, you know, really go far and wide. They'll end up at way out in the field. Some of them stay close. They hide their eggs. Sometimes we find <laughs> random eggs, different places that we will collect.
0: That is hilarious. hilarious. They're funny. Oh my yeah. goodness. I know. And you just got yeah. a new chicken coop, right?
1: Yes. Yes, oh, please do
0: talk about it's. Too. It looks so big. I saw some pictures, and maybe yeah. Annie will share some pictures with us. But um, so yeah. how many how many chickens can you have in the in the chicken coop right now? So,
1: I we we're gonna. Ha- I think this chicken coop they say can hold about twenty. Okay. Um, in my experience, you can always kind of fit a few more in there. They tend to bunch together. They don't when they're in the coop. They're you, it's at night. They're okay. they're in there. The hens go in to lay eggs and they come back out, but they don't really hang out in the coop. They're usually out and about. Okay. So okay. you can fit a few more in there than what they say. But this coop is six by twelve, I believe. I okay. got so it's it's a big one. And uh, I, so I didn't amazing. want to have to buy another one. This is okay. gonna be it. This is gonna
0: be so our this is coop it. For so seven. Mike, <laughs> so w- wait a minute. So you're saying Mike's not gonna bail that that chicken city that I send you on on that picture I sent you. <laughs>
1: He said
0: no, he said no right away. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, there was this picture of like this like buildings, you know, and there were chicken coops, so it was like this <laughs> this city for chickens, and the husband had built this for the wife, and um, I mean, I thought it was just perfect. I love I that I
1: love that, but
0: he said no, <laughs> he said no, okay, Mike, thank you very much. All right, yeah,
1: thanks for nothing,
0: yes. <laughs> So, but I want, you know, but this is, again, like you started with four, you know, yeah. right? Like in the city. So, uh, you know, so now you have, how many do you have 17. right now?
1: Have so 17.
0: You, from four to 17 and all of yeah. that you learn in that, in that, you know, in that time of getting to 17, that just, yeah. you know, that's amazing.
1: Well, the big, the newest, um you know, experience with the chickens was we got, actual baby chicks now our first four chickens that my sister brought were already mm-hmm. pretty big they were already yeah. almost laying eggs mm-hmm. well this was exciting to get these little tiny chicks and have to keep yes. them under heat and monitor them so closely that was a learning experience you have to yes. you actually have to check their butts and wipe their oh. butts for them and make oh, sure no kidding tra-
0: what say yeah. what again so yes. they're just, you know, they're just like our babies, right? When we have yes. to really care yes. for them. Okay, okay. Yes. Oh wow, sure
1: they seem like they're always trying to kill themselves. They're so fragile and tiny, and they're doing crazy stuff. They're getting stuck in places. You have to baby-proof the brooder and make sure that they're safe and healthy. It's, it was a harrowing. Oh, experience.
0: Oh my goodness, but- <laughs> that is crazy. But, but you can now That's they're good. big and then what happened to um can you tell us about the the story of the baby chick that was like dead but then came yeah. back to life
1: yes yeah, so we my son went down um one morning I had the chicks in a brooder in the basement inside because mm-hmm. it was still really cold okay. um so I had them down but you don't want chicks in your house they they smell pretty bad and they're loud okay. and you know so we had them down in the basement and um my son went down to check and he came up and said, mom, I think there's a dead chick. And Mm. I said, okay. So I threw my boots on and went down and he had pulled it out and set it down on top of a tote that was there. And it, it looked, it was completely dead. It looked dead. And I said, oh geez. And there was another one in there that looked a little lethargic. So I picked up the dead chick in one hand and I was moving the lethargic chick under the light a little more with the other hand. And Mm -hmm. I felt this, dead chick move just a tiny bit. And I thought, Oh, maybe it's not completely dead. Completely let's, dead. let's try to save it. <laughs> yeah. It's let's like, try to save it. It. Yeah. So we came upstairs and we, um, I started, you know, holding it and was rubbing it and getting it warmed up. And I took a towel and soaked it in hot water and put it in a Ziploc bag to make kind of like a heating mm-hmm. pad. And mm-hmm. I wrapped that around the chick And we sat and just massaged this chick and kept it warm. And it came back to life. It's eyes open. It stood up. I couldn't believe it. I could, I've never seen anything like it. And um, after about an hour, it was peeping and moving around and we put it back in and it survived. It's outside right now with the rest of them, completely healthy and fine.
0: No kidding! What a yeah. crazy—I mean, what a beautiful experience to have had that, you know. Like, yeah. uh, it, it's just amazing what what animals can do, you know, and what it, I guess what everyone can do with a little bit of love and support yeah. and yeah, just and like, hmm yeah. hmm Oh, that's so beautiful. So, what yeah. else do you guys? What else do you guys have? So, we have—we listen to me, like I live there already. <laughs> I mean, no to self, Annie, I do want to have a little something over there because I love it. (laughs) Um, But what else do you have? So you have chickens and then what, um, so what was it? So it was the chickens. You moved up there with the chickens, right? And then what was the first project after that?
1: So we, we actually lost three of our chickens when we lived in Clinton
0: Township. Oh, so So you only moved with one?
1: We only had our one chicken when we moved up here and we integrated her with my sister's flock. And then um, my sister was living here at the time and her flock is still here. She moved and bought a house, but she hasn't with the weather and the timing and Mm -hmm. she hasn't been able to move her um, chickens yet. So we have them here too, Um, but we only moved with the one chicken. And that
0: that was interesting, right? Because they did not accept her right away, right?
1: No, it was a really it was a really sad road. Oh (laughs) no, they're fine now. But when you have one bird and you're trying to move her into an already established flock, it's really hard. When you have multiple birds and you put them together, it it works out much easier. And that's what our next um experience was because my friend um in Madison Heights, Mm -hmm. um a lady I used to work with, Chris, she had chickens and she could not keep them anymore. Um, life had gotten busy and crazy. Mm -hmm. And she asked if I would uh, be interested in adopting her flock. And I said, yes. And I drove down and got her, um, birds and brought them up. And so then my flock went from one to seven and, um, we had, we took her, her chickens. Oh, Uh, yeah. And she was so sweet. She gave me her, um, chicken run that she had been using, like the metal um, structure, which I'm putting together to use now. Mm -hmm. And um, all of her stuff, she gave me waters and feeders and everything. It was so sweet. And she was sad to see her birds go. She just didn't have time to
0: dedicate to them. So that's so um, thoughtful of her too. Yeah. So we
1: ended up with seven um hens, and then my sister gave me the her one rooster who was mm-hmm. getting picked on, and so he's been with mine, and then we got the ten chicks, so yeah, so, wow. we we're pretty quickly with the chickens, okay, and uh the next on the list was our bunnies we okay got the bunnies our three bunnies,
0: okay, yep,
1: and um, so a lot of people you know don't realize that you can eat rabbits.
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you can raise them for meat and it's actually really nutritious and healthy, um, meat. And a lot of people have a hard time with it, but yes, the purpose of our rabbits is to, is to breed meat, meat rabbits. So we have our breeders and then any
0: of their babies will, will grow out and process them. Okay. Now (laughs) what does the, I never had, I've never had rabbit, Um, I know in Mexico, you know, like North Mexico, that's where I'm from, it's very common for people to eat that, like, you know, not necessarily in the city, but I think my dad probably has had rabbit before. So what does that taste like?
1: It's really, I know what everybody says, you know, everything tastes like chicken, but rabbit really does. It's not all white meat. It's really mild. Uh It's, it's actually got more protein and less calories than
0: chicken. Oh it's wow. Very,
1: yeah, it's very easily um digested. It's it's a really great protein source. So
0: wow. I'm and then okay, this may be a little bit too much for some people. So maybe I'll put a disclaimer. <laughs> so you have how do you know the meat rabbits are ready to be to be butcher, I guess?
1: So typically you want to wait until they reach at least five pounds. Okay. So you'll you'll weigh them and then once they hit five pounds,
0: then you you would process them oh process them okay sorry yeah. i butcher butch- them
1: process them either way. <laughs> either way
0: okay thank you for that um yeah. and then do you um i do you do who do you take that be, um who do you take them to to be processed let's use the right terminology here here
1: so the rabbits i'll process myself you because will. yes because they're small and you're able to do it pretty quickly just right here. So, um, yes, now the larger animals, which we'll get, we're getting to, but we also got two pigs. Okay. Now the the pigs, they will go to, um, they will go to the butcher to, Mm -hmm. to be, Mm -hmm. I, I have no experience with larger animals,
0: uh, like that. And pigs are difficult to yes. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard, um, and I well, I read. You know, I read Anthony Bourdain's uh, one of Anthony Bourdain's book, but he talks about that. And when he visited Portugal, like he was in Portugal, and that was, you know, they had raised a pig. And he, um, he does, he has, he has, he's a very, he was, he was a very uh, descriptive writer. Like I loved his writing, and yours is actually pretty similar to his because I love how you can paint the picture. Of what's happening, but not just a picture. There's a feeling. So there's the picture. There's the feeling, and then there's almost you can like feel yourself being there because it's so beautiful. But um, so but
1: wonderful compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Oh,
0: you're so sweet. I love you. I love your writing. I love your words. Uh, but Anthony Bourdain was kind of like that, and he describes it. And I think I remember being in Mexico. And being almost like maybe seven or eight. And I remember that. Um, And then they're pretty, I think they're pretty noisy. Like the noise is what gets a lot of people, I think. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it's, it's, yeah, that I, maybe, maybe way down later in the The future, I'll -hmm. I'll have the setup and be able to really, you know, do everything
0: on my own like that. Mm -hmm. But
1: for now I have to start, I want to start small Mm -hmm. with that end Mm -hmm. of things
0: and i just i just love that so now we have we have chickens we have uh uh rabbits right bunny rabbits and then we have pigs how many do how many do we have I have
1: 2 pigs now. Um okay. I hope possibly I might end up adding a couple more later. It just depends on what I can do with fencing and um where to put them. So that's that's there's a lot that goes into thinking about where everybody is and where to go. You have okay. to be able to get them water, you have to be able to, you know, easily access the pigs and um this was a learning experience with the pigs because the breed of pig that I got is a is a pasture pig and so they're supposed to be grazing pigs well I didn't pay attention I got too excited to the ad that I found uh for these pigs and I didn't realize they were crossed with a very uh prolific rooting style of pig and so these pigs have rooted up the ground (laughs) so oh oh, yeah
0: (laughs) oh my goodness
1: They're like rototillers. So their whole area that they've been in, they have it completely rooted up. And so I was a little surprised by that and I didn't plan for that. Okay. But now that, now that they've done it, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just going to move them and have them rooted up and I'm going to go behind them and plant the garden.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. That is so
1: amazing. Yeah, um, so I let them do the work and rooting, rooting everything up. And then
0: I'll just plan. So wow, that, and how long, do, how long does the pig takes to be ready to be processed? Eight
1: to 10 months, eight okay. to 10 months. So I called and set the appointment for them um, in October. So October 12th, mm-hmm. I'll take them to the butcher.
0: Mm-hmm. They'll
1: unload them for me and I'll leave them there. And they will call me when the meat's ready to pick up. Okay. So, and it takes, they said it'll take about four weeks for the meat to be ready because Mm -hmm. they will smoke, smoke the bacon, smoke the hams, do all of
0: it. Yeah. um, And how is this, um, how is the relationship between the animals and the, and the, you know, and the boys, like, um, because they know, right. That they know that all of that, all of that is for, it's for, um, you know, personal consumption, and help to help your family and and stuff like that so how do they um I don't I don't want to say handle but how how what is their process on thinking about this
1: we've talked a lot about this and um I'm hoping that when it comes time I'm sure that it will be sad and it should be a little bit sad of course Mm -hmm. you develop a relationship with these animals and if you felt if you felt nothing that would be problematic
0: I agree. Mm -hmm. But
1: they do know that there are certain animals that are going to be coming here that they can treat as pets. Mm -hmm. That's our breeding stock. Our egg layer chickens our ducks that lay eggs. Those are all going to stay here. They're going to be, those will be their pet animals. Mm -hmm. The rest, they know these are not our pets. They're here to, um, you know, to sustain us. That's, sustain that's us, their yeah. purpose. That's why we have them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the baby rabbits that will be coming soon after they grow up and they're gone. That's, you know, that is what it that's is. That's what their is. purpose is. That's why mm-hmm. they're here. Uh, same thing for any meat chickens we do in the future and the pigs and yeah. any other animals that, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, some people want to run a petting. Farm and that's their goal, and they mm-hmm. acquire lots of animals that are always going to live on the farm, and they'll enjoy them. Mm-hmm. As pets, that's, that's that wasn't the goal here. Mm-hmm. That's not what um, mm-hmm. my goals are. It's it's mm-hmm. to fill our freezers, help take care of our family, mm-hmm. feed our family. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's extra, then great, we can maybe sell that and help offset the cost of feeding these animals. But we're not running a petting farm that's yeah you know and that's what we've explained to the kids and um they so far they seem on board they seem fine they understand uh we haven't gotten down to where we've really had to process any animals yet where they've had to face it face it
0: yes where they had to go through it though but um that is that is fantastic because those conversations should always be have you know and when that is happening you know like I love that you're like you guys are talking about it but there's no like more or less than what's needed in that particular moment right right exactly it's just what you need Mm -hmm.
1: well and it's also I think it's important for kids to know where your food comes from because Mm -hmm. that's kind of something that's lost right now right we take our kids to the grocery store Mm -hmm. they they buy pork chops that are in cellophane and chicken Mm -hmm. that's in cellophane Mm -hmm. and Um, their hamburger is, is wrapped up Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and dyed pink and they don't realize that these, these meats come from animals. It's just, that's where you buy chicken is from the grocery
0: store. So yeah.
1: yeah. When, when I think when kids see that, you know, you can raise, animals and Mm -hmm. this is where your food comes from and what goes into it the cost the work the effort Mm -hmm. um i think it's just a healthier relationship with with food yes across the board
0: yes because you know you know how that happens though and that's so interesting you mentioned that because we just had that um we made um in mexico we have this breakfast tacos it's called barbacoa and barbacoa, you know, we went to the meat market and bought the b- bought the meat. and then we we prepped that, you know, but Anthony was so has been so involved in the in the cooking that he was like, oh, I want to help you do it. So we went through the whole process, but definitely, you know, but he has always had the barbacoa like the end result, right? And he always yeah. liked it. And <laughs> but when he saw the whole process, he was like, I didn't realize it took that long. And he, because it was, uh-huh. in, the, it was in the crock, but that long, you know, it was in the crock, pot all night. He said, I didn't realize, you know, like the part of the cow that, that the type of barbacoa, you know, where that came from. So seeing that and in handling the the raw meat, you know he he made him he made he thought about that he's like oh this is where this come from and then he got up in the morning and checked the meat and and then we like cut it you know and then I prepare it and he still had it he said I like barbacoa I don't think I like cooking barbacoa and I was like that's (laughs) you know that's totally okay but now you know now you know where it comes from you know like maybe you perhaps perhaps you are not into handling raw meat that's okay you can I'm like you can try bacon. He said, like, "Yeah, maybe I'll try that." So, um, <laughs> but is that is that knowledge that you know where things come yeah. from, right? Yeah, and that is the most beautiful. Um, you know, that is the beautiful aspect of it. So, yeah. um, and then what else do you have? So chickens, pigs, bunnies, um, and the ducks. Yeah, yes. Can we talk it's about that. them? Because I don't know anything about ducks. Can we talk about them?
1: I don't either, apparently. (laughs) So the ducks were kind of a whim. I, um, I'm on all these different hobby farm Facebook pages and I follow all this stuff. And this girl posted that she had, it's kind of funny. She had gone to tractor supply and they were trying to get rid of the rest of their ducks. And so they, she thought she was going to buy all these ducks and then her family members would want them. Okay. and she could divide them up amongst her family members and they would want them and so she got a great deal on these ducks and she took home like 30
0: oh ducks. my goodness
1: <laughs> i mean that yes. i mean
0: anything in quantity of 30 you guys that doesn't sound good at all i mean doesn't matter no, what it much. is you know yes i yeah. agree so what does so what happened
1: well she brought the ducks home and then none of her family members wanted
0: them of course nobody
1: that's... nobody had the setup I bought nobody- a seat. That-
0: <laughs> that's terrible that's terrible Pobrecita. okay so nobody wanted them so she kept them she said, no she said i have to get rid of these
1: ducks i can't oh. keep 30 ducks so she was keeping 10 okay she was keeping her 10 ducks and she put this post up hey if anybody wants ducks uh she said i can't tell them apart i have some indian runner ducks and i have some pekin ducks but i don't know who's who is who um but if you take if you come get 10 or more of them. I'll give you a great deal. And so I thought, well, my chicks are getting big. They don't require as much help. Maybe I should get some ducks and (laughs) okay, I'm going to do it. So I messaged her and she said, yeah, sure. Come. I have 10 left. I said, okay, I'll take them. And she sold them to me for a dollar a piece. And so it was $10 for 10 ducks. And I thought, okay, well, if I mess them up. You know, at least I'm, you know, I didn't make this huge investment. Yeah. I already had, I already had the heat lights. I already had everything from the chicks. So the kids and I hopped in the car and we went and picked up these ducks. And she said, I think all that is left are the Indian runner ducks. Okay. And I said, I, okay, now those types of ducks stand upright and they almost look like little penguins okay. and they don't. Yeah. They're cute. They're really cute. They have long necks. They don't waddle. They mm. run. They actually run. Um, but they're prolific egg layers. And I thought that's what I wanted ducks for was the duck eggs. And so I thought, okay, that's fine. So I get these ducks, I put them in the brooder. (laughs) Oh. They are the messiest. They are so messy, you cannot imagine. Oh my goodness. Oh, they poop everywhere. There's water everywhere. They splash in the water. They throw it all over the place. I mean, every day with these ducks was like cleaning out soup. Out of the bottom of this brooder with wood chips and food, and oh oh, my goodness, it was a mess. They are a mess. So I couldn't wait to get them out of the brooder as soon as it started getting a little warmer outside. I put them outside. Yes, yeah, I I (laughs) can't do this. Well, as they've gotten bigger, I've noticed that they're not standing upright, and they don't have long necks, and they're turning white, and they're not Indian Runner ducks. They're Pekin ducks. are the big white traditional ducks that you see okay. um and so pecan ducks lay eggs which you can eat and they're also like a top meat duck and so okay what we will do here with the ducks is we don't know how many are boys and how many are girls yet okay um how i don't know
0: how can you, t- I mean, did you already <laughs> learned about that? How, like, how can you, so you can't tell when they're born. So you have to wait or.
1: Yeah, you have to wait. And I think you could probably examine them and find out. I have not done that, but I do know that the male ducks tend to get a curly tail. They get curly tail feathers.
0: And oh. there's a few
1: other characteristics that you can tell. Um, They don't quack. They, they make a quieter noise. The females are louder and they quack okay. a lot. Um, but we we don't need a bunch of male ducks around here, right? Because again, no. we don't need pets. We, we're,
0: we're doing this to, you know. Yeah, so, to sustain yourself, yes. To sustain
1: ourselves. So if uh, if we have a bunch of males, then we'll process those out. And the okay. females will keep her eggs and we'll keep probably one male because I would love to incubate my own eggs mm-hmm. um, eventually. And so- Um, I have to get an incubator and then we can hatch out ducks and chickens for ourselves right from from eggs that's the next yeah that's my next adventure hopefully
0: oh my goodness this is just it has been such a process such a journey
1: yes there's a lot that is involved you know you have to it's not just getting the animals you have to house them you have to Mm -hmm. have places for them you have to so I've I've learned about building fences and building structures mm-hmm. for them to sleep in, and you know moving things around it's It's been a huge learning curve, but it's been fun. every step mm-hmm. of the way has
0: been so much fun that's so and your mom, I know I love your mom um, I know she helps you a lot, right? I mean, do you guys yes. do all of it together, or is there something some that she doesn't really like to do, or yeah,
1: some of it you know she comes out and she'll looks at the ducks or the chickens and you know things like that. She likes to save all the scraps for the pigs from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, you know, gone out and, you know, done stuff like that, but she always, you know, she gets a kick out of the animals and like seeing them and stuff, but, um, yeah, most of the, the workload, that's my job. So
0: okay. she, uh,
1: she likes to watch them and stuff, but you know, she doesn't go out and do all the feeding and watering and that kind yeah. of stuff.
0: Yeah. That's, um, That's cool, though. But I I mean, at least you have the help. And I think, you know, but, you know, you're doing most of the learning and the you know bulk of the work yourself, though. But um, when we said when I said, you know, you're doing this to sustain yourself. um, Have you seen a difference in the financial aspect of being in Clinton Township and having to go grocery shopping, you know, um, there, you know, the housing, all of that stuff versus now being up north and doing all this work?
1: So there, there are things that are higher and things that are lower Mm -hmm. price-wise in both areas. So um, I feel right now there's been a lot of, um, you know, reports putting a lot of money and time and effort into everything right now Mm -hmm. without any real payoff yet because it's still so early. So eventually what I'm hoping is that when we start, when we get the pigs processed, when the ducks start laying eggs, when the, you know, the bigger, the littler chickens Mm -hmm. get bigger. And when we do all that, we'll start to see more of a payoff there. Um, But that was another reason that I felt passionate about this was not only are things out of stock, and, and unable, you're unable to find, you know, chicken Mm -hmm. at the grocery store for an entire week, maybe, or, uh, you know, they're all out of bacon or bacon has gone up to, you know, $10 for a package Mm -hmm. of bacon. Um, I, it's nice to know that, you know what, if you have that already, if you're creating that, if you're making, feeding those animals and caring for those animals and able to process them. you, you really could have just a never ending supply of that, all of that on your own. Yes. And while the upfront costs can be overwhelming, eventually, I think you probably end up saving in the long run. Yeah. And you're getting, you're getting better quality products that, you know, where they've been, what they're eating, mm-hmm. how they, how their lives have been because, you know, factory farmed animals do not live very happy lives. Yes. They're yes. not, you know, they're not
0: treated well. They don't, mm-hmm. they
1: don't get to see the sun. They don't get to mm-hmm. graze. They don't get to, to do that. So, yes,
0: yes. And I think I think a lot of people as you start questioning, you know, like um, I was just talking to somebody that made a documentary uh, being the documentary being and becoming. And I don't know if you ever did you ever watched it? No, no, it's a, it's a great documentary about, you know, self-directed education. And she just, it was a, it was a wonderful documentary of wondering or asking the questions. And I think once you begin with questioning about, you know, is this what's right for a family? I think you pass on to different areas. And then her mm-hmm. and I talked about the food. That was a big one. You know, when yeah. you start wondering and questioning, like, where, um where does my food come from? And yeah. You know, it was it was it produced, you know, in healthy ways, you know, am I eating something that's completely, you know, filling me up with different, I don't know, chemicals or whatever. But um that's just a wonderful peace of mind.
1: Yes, it is. It is. And and like I said before, you know, as, as sad as it might be, you know, to
0: mm-hmm. to kind of it's-
1: let go of those animals, I personally feel better that they lived a great life. That yes. they were cared for, that they were happy, mm-hmm. that um, you know, they they didn't, you know, live these miserable lives and tight quarters. They got to roam. They got to, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy the the sun and the grass and all of that. That makes mm-hmm. me feel better about about um, you know, butchering them and and consuming mm-hmm.
0: them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes uh, that makes yeah, because you want to care for the for for them, and you know, you want to keep doing that and as you do that do you find that a lot of people in your area are also kind of doing that or is there like different or people still you know how far is the the grocery store for you
1: so we have a grocery store in town um, Mm -hmm. a smaller grocery store they don't have everything it's not you know it's not a big box store like a walmart or a meyer or anything Mm -hmm. like that it's just a um, local grocery store okay. the closest um the closest meyer walmart things like that or it's a 45 minute drive oh, to any a, place like that
0: yeah that's a so, big, that's a long drive to just you know yeah yeah
1: and of course in town with the smaller store the prices are higher because mm-hmm. it's a
0: you know family-owned
1: smaller place
0: mm-hmm. um but a
1: lot of people in this area farm there's a there's okay. a lot of dairy farms there's beef um we get a cow we get a a cow every Mm -hmm. year from friends of ours that that raise beef um and you know other other places other people you know raise goats and lambs and pigs and all of that um but that's so it's not unheard of what we're doing here it's much more common than it's much more common
0: yes do you still come down to the city often i know we haven't been able to see each other but do you come down often not often
1: but we have come down a few times we um have come down for some events and then we came down um to buy a vehicle, buy a new car. I we, know. Uh, I
0: love that. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, so that was exciting. Um and you know, here and there we'll we'll have some other things to do down there. But um we have family and friends down there.
0: So it's not yes. like we'll never, never come down. But what's so. the feeling when you come down here? Like what's the feeling, you know?
1: Yeah, different. It's different. I didn't expect to feel, um, you know, we moved here in August, so it hasn't mm-hmm. been that long, but honestly, I get it now. Like what my parents have said in the past about not wanting to be down, down there. It's it, there's so yes. much traffic and congestion and there's so many people everywhere. And it's almost a feeling you, you can feel it. You can feel the tension mm-hmm. when you get yes. to a certain point in the drive, yes. um, up here, it's, everything's kind of spaced out it's slower it's you know Mm -hmm. um it's more private i guess you Mm -hmm. don't have people all over all the time it's it's just a completely different feeling
0: yeah um i can i can honestly relate to those feelings and even i was in um i was in chicago not too long ago and i don't live you know our area is still a city you know it's the city per se but we i went to a bigger city right? Like yeah. it was, this was like the middle of Chicago and I was walking and there was not one tree in sight for one. Yeah. And yeah. then there was a man walking a dog. He was walking uh, a husky and even the husky looks sad. Like he, <laughs> I mean, literally like I was like looking at the dog and I'm like, something doesn't look right. And I just, I kept staring, but even the dog didn't, he didn't look right. And I'm like, something's missing here. And then I came home and Like I said, they're not, you know, we have plenty of trees in our area and stuff like that, but it's still a city. It's not like Mm -hmm. Annie has a beautiful, beautiful forest, like, you know, behind you. And it was Mm -hmm. just, it's so calm and so peaceful, but I came home and even with a few trees that I had in, you know, in my backyard, I felt better and I'm like, I can't imagine not being around, you know, the nature and the beauty and the trees and the, and the vibes and the energy, you know, that yeah. you're describing and I can, you know, that it's different in the city versus, you know, in a more, yeah. you know, area that doesn't have as many buildings, so.
1: And I think it just depends on what season of life you're in, because mm-hmm. as when I was younger, totally yes, that feeling, that, that vibe, that, you know, energy of the city, that's all I wanted. Oh that's my what
0: goodness. I yes. And,
1: I, yes. You know, I think as we get older, we, we just, things change, mm-hmm. you know, you just
0: mm-hmm. want
1: to slow down. You want to have some space. You want to have some privacy. You, don't, yes. <laughs> you, know, you yes. don't necessarily thrive on that anymore
0: exactly and um and i love that you guys listen to that so how is um how is your husband like um doing because i know he had to change his job he went to the same company for but a smaller office how is yeah. he doing with that transition
1: it's been a big change for him. He mm-hmm. um you know he is is happy up here but mm-hmm. he is also he he likes the city. He lo- likes that energy, he likes that
0: feeling. Mm-hmm. He's
1: not um he thinks the animals are, are are cool. He's not big into the farming thing. So okay. um it's been much more exciting I think for me than for
0: mm-hmm. him. Okay. Um
1: and then his job has been it's been difficult. He's went from first shift to third shift. That's hard. um mm-hmm. it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a truck driver. So he's driving all night long. Yes. Uh, and he doesn't get a whole lot of time off. So um, you know, he's he's working like 14 hour days.
0: Wow. So that's, it's yeah. been mm-hmm. it's,
1: yeah, it's been tough for him. But he does enjoy um, up here, you know, we we like to do target shooting, we like to ride four-wheelers, he likes mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So he is mm-hmm. able to. To do some of that on the weekends, and um, he gets—he is kind of—I think—he's amused by the farm. Mm-hmm. He does—he does think the animals are funny, and he's enjoying watching, you know, the the babies get bigger, the ducks, the chicks, and stuff like that. Um, so he's coming around.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah, to it more. So yes, I love that, and I mean, you know, that just talks to you know, meeting everyone, everyone where they're at, right, and then yep. just making sure working together for whatever works for your family and everyone is different and, um, and understanding that, that our life is not, should not look like yours and your life should not look like ours. It's, it's embracing what, what it's authentic for everyone. So I love that. Um, So before we wrap up, so what would you say to people that have this dream, you know, that have this dream and, you know, and are just thinking about it and it just keeps coming back to them. What would you say, Pete, uh, words of wisdom? Because I know you have many.
1: Well, I think if you're called to anything, if you're, if it's really, if it's not just a fleeting thought, if it's mm-hmm. something that keeps coming back to you and that doesn't have to just be, you know, farming or this kind of lifestyle, but really anything, if it keeps coming back to you, if it keeps popping up, if you keep thinking yes. about it, if you keep figuring, trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to make it work. Just start, just mm-hmm. start anywhere. Take the smallest thing that you can do right now with what you have
0: with what and you
1: have, yes. Yeah. And start it and then go from there. So I was blessed enough to have family property that I could do this on because mm-hmm. the, that was the big roadblock for me, I could not afford to purchase land at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and place where I was, that's really difficult. So if you live in a city and you, you aren't able to move to a more rural area, but you want to start, you know, farming, start with a garden, start Mm -hmm. with a window garden, start with, um, container gardening, Anything. anything like that. And then, um, you know, check with your, with your laws and your rules of your city, see what you can have for, animals. Uh, mm. you might be surprised some, some places, you know, allow more than others and, mm-hmm. um, go from there and just start small and, and keep building, Yes. you know, when opportunities present themselves, take advantage of them. If you, if you see a fixer upper and you it's got acreage and that's really what you want to do, you might have to sacrifice, you know, the house for the land that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, just do what you can do, and if it's really uh, something that you're passionate about, don't give up on it. Just keep yeah. going.
0: Oh my! And goodness.
1: also talk to everybody. Learn as much as you possibly mm-hmm. can. Yes, yes, join groups. You know, find yes. find books. Do everything that you can. You can do.
0: Yes, because that's so beautiful. Because so many people are willing to share their story and to share their learning curves. I know I'm always yeah. trying to, you know, whatever I have learned in whether it's traveling, unschooling, you know, real estate, or you yeah. know, my little garden that I have done. You always want someone else to to not, you know, to take your nuggets of information, right? What this yeah. is what I've learned. It may help you, you know. Yeah. Everyone's oh, yeah. always
1: and people are more than willing to help Mm -hmm. people get excited about what they're into and they want to share that information
0: with yes and speaking of knowledge let's just I usually wrap up with this question but I just want to touch on uh the knowledge that you got from your you know that you're getting from your mom and I think you know and from other people that have been around longer than we have because they have gone through so much experience and I feel like we are losing that as we continue to rely on you know, perhaps grocery stores or just the easier way for us to do things. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't think anything is easy. You just have to yeah. always keep trying and just like finding out what works for you. But can you just talk about the knowledge that you have gotten from your, you know, from your mom, from your dad? You know, um, yes, yeah. uh, that get has helped you in this journey of Absolutely. having the farm.
1: So my parents have always been kind of into, um, the being more Mm self-sufficient. They um, have always had a garden. Um, we did raise other animals. We had the chickens when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but we did have meat rabbits. When I was a kid, we had pigs a few times. Um, we had horses, but you know, obviously those were just for fun. Mm -hmm. But, um, the only reason, like we had talked about the rabbits processing the rabbits, the only reason I would even think of doing that is because I grew up watching my dad Doing you know, mm-hmm. hunt and, um, you know, skin and gut and butcher and do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. None of that is, um, taboo or mysterious to me because I grew up watching him do that. Yes. And then on, on the other end, my mom is the person in, in the kitchen doing the vacuum sealing doing mm-hmm. the freezing doing the canning mm-hmm. um she cans tomatoes peaches green beans she makes jam she's done that my whole life mm-hmm. and um you know there that's always just kind of been a way of life for them and yes. it's always been normal to be around um they and they they've never been afraid to try different things with things mm-hmm. with with that um they canned mushrooms one time they got a bunch of fresh mushrooms. And they're like, what do we do? Okay, let's learn how to can them. So they did. And uh, yeah, my mom has canned meat. She's canned, um, soups and stews and things like, I mean, Mm -hmm. just stuff that you wouldn't even think about, but, um, she knows how to do all of that. And she's, she's just always done it. Mm -hmm. So none of that has seemed really is really foreign to me. And, um, and it's, it comes from, watching them and and Mm -hmm. being around that background you know yeah so yeah uh, a lot of the interest and
0: uh motivation
1: comes from keeping those those Mm -hmm. traits alive too because i want to know about them Mm -hmm.
0: as well yeah it's super super important i think it and then it says you know it speaks to you know raising children takes does take a village and that village has very powerful uh moments very powerful wisdom to share with them and and the kids will just take whatever resonates with them at the moment and then come back to it and then take a little more and come back to it you know nothing has to be forced nothing has to be um delivered you know at a certain time it's just when they're ready to take it in they will and they're just building this beautiful foundation of helping care for their family and you know just being self-sufficient you know uh which is a beautiful way to live in my opinion so i agree agree. my dear annie thank you so much uh for being here with us thank
1: you thank you i'm so honored that you would think of me and uh you know let me Talk your ear off! And- <laughs> oh, I
0: just love it. We can even talk more though. But I just for um just as we close up this time for for good, like for good. Um, <laughs> can you tell us where to find you? I know. Uh, can you tell us where to find you and um uh, and how to follow your journey because it's about to get even more interesting than you know. It's just going, and I love it. So
1: yes, and I'm going. I I have been slow on uh creating. You know content and documenting Mm -hmm. things in a way where most where other people can find me other than the people that are closest to me but i'm going to get better at that so i have Mm -hmm. um i have a blog page that i've had for a long time long before I started any of this and uh, you can find that on Facebook and it's called just me and him and them. And that's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also have a YouTube channel. It's Y E O L V yo L V. And, um, I have a few videos up there and I'll be putting up more. And then eventually what I would like to do is do some tutorials on some of the things that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, even though some of them might be graphic, like processing the animals, things like that, i think it is um important to Very. learn that. Mm-hmm. and um maybe not even you know at maybe do a few milder ones just about packaging meat mm-hmm. and you know getting it prepared to freeze <clears throat> and then also do some dispatching videos later on i um, love that canning, gardening all of all of the stuff that's mm-hmm. that's
0: coming up. So. Please do because uh, we every, everyone needs it. I think everyone is like curious about this information, and I think as people start thinking about uh you know different things, they're turning to this knowledge that has been around for a long time, but sometimes it has gotten like lost, and we have lost the connection with yeah. it. So, um, so for anybody that would like to connect with Annie, we'll have all of those links in the um, you know in the description of the video, and then we'll have them available for you as well in the podcast version so you can listen to annie if you cannot if you're not able to watch the video um and if you have any questions for annie you can post them on her youtube channel or follow her page and just ask um ask ask away please you know she's amazing so thank you so much everyone thank you annie for being here with us and sharing your journey thank you everyone for watching this video um please remember that your time is very very precious please make it count and we'll see you next time take care bye thank Thank you annie see you later bye thanks